Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. We're reading a book that takes on an enormous task, telling from the ground up Singapore's COVID 19 story. From harrowing details of survivors fighting for life, one man's heart stopped, another lost 24 kilograms, to a view inside the war room of political leaders. Drawing on some 300 interviews, this book, written by Straits Times journalists who were part of the COVID 19 team, takes the reader on an insider's view of the first two years of Singapore's experience of the pandemic. Remember the rule breakers like the Sovereign Lady or the U turn on Mars? Asks, how about the unprecedented five budgets we lived through? How exactly did we go from zero COVID to living with COVID? Well, our featured book today is a hefty one with over 350 pages. And I hear you asking, is this a read I will want to immerse myself in? Or is this a nonfiction tome about Singapore's COVID response? Well, honestly, I thought I was COVID wary, but I couldn't put this book down. The writing and the photojournalism puts in your hands a book that captures the emotions, the shared solitude, the connection of Singaporeans journeying through the defining global crisis of our time. She's here to give us a sense, a behind the scenes account of the making of this book. Sumiko Tan is executive editor of the Straits Times, and she also edited In This Together, Singapore's COVID 19 story. Sumiko, good morning. Why was this book put together? Hi, Michelle. Good morning, and thanks very much for having me.、Um, there were two reasons for doing this book.、Uh, the main one was to pay tribute to the frontliners, the, the healthcare workers, the public servants, and those in essential services, you know, people whom we often take for granted, but whose jobs have been so crucial to keeping、uh, Singapore safe during COVID.、Uh, just to share some background, the early months of 2020 were really fraught when we had things like,、uh, if you remember, DOSCON. And those early cases.、Right. And when COVID broke,、uh, I was overseeing the coverage in the early days and had to attend many、uh, official briefings. And dealing with some of these、uh, officials in those months, I saw just how stressed out everyone was and how they were just you know, doing their best to cope with what was a very confusing situation.、Mm-hmm. So this、uh, sort of ties in with the second reason we did the book.、Uh, I was wondering what, you know, as journalists,、uh, journalists, what we can do to help in the fight. I mean, we're not doctors or nurses or ambulance drivers,、right. you know. And,、um, but I felt like、uh, what we can do as journalists、uh, is to chronicle what was happening so that this period、uh, is not forgotten by future generations. And so, you know, the idea for the book was born. So, you wrote a behind the scenes look at the government's crisis management in a section called Inside the War Room. I wonder if you can give listeners a sense of that war room of the multi ministry task force, first headed by Lawrence Wong and Gan Kim Yong, and then later we see Ong Yi Kang joining as the third co chair. Now, what about the dynamics of the leadership of that task force? Does this book explore? Yes, I mean,、um, people are always looking out for cabinet rivalry among the young men,、uh, younger ministers, right?、Mm. Um, well, they were all very diplomatic, you know.、Um, 
when we actually did two rounds of separate interviews with the co-chairs. The first was in late December 2020. Then we did another round in September 2021. Uh, at the first interview, Mr. Gunn and Mr. Wong were the only co-chair. And it was very interesting to see how both of them used the same word, you know, to describe the working relationship. Mm. But the word they used was enjoyable. Mm. And I think um, anyone who saw the press conferences could uh, see the good vibes they shared. And then when we did the second round of interviews in 2021, uh, Mr. Wong had already joined them for several months. And um, we did ask him, of course, you know, what was the dynamics like when he joined the panel? And he said something that was quite memorable. Mm -hmm. Um, He said something like, uh, you've got to ask them because I'm the new one, the booster after the primary doses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but, you know, they were all very um, diplomatic. And Mr. Ong said that even when they disagreed, uh, everything was very cordial. And I think you, you should expect them to disagree, right? Because everyone has a view. Yeah. Speaking of views, you know, people might be wondering to what extent is this an officially sanctioned book? To what extent is this fearless journalism? So whose perspectives inform this book's chronicling of how the government handled COVID in workers' dormitories, for example? Right. Uh, I mean, the MCI, Ministry of Comms and Info, they helped arrange the interviews with the ministers and some of the perm sites, but uh, they, they didn't have a say on how we wrote the book. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, on the, the workers' dormitories, which is your question, yeah. um, we did try um, to take a, a very objective view of what happened. Uh, of course, we had to interview the ministers involved and uh, the officials, but we also spoke to uh, the dorm operators, the uh, public servants from the Manpower Ministry who were on the ground at the start, as well as foreign workers who were, uh, as we know, stuck in the dorms for very long periods. Uh, We also did a separate segment on the NGOs. So I would say we, we tried to take a very thorough view of what happened there. What were some of the toughest editing decisions, Sumiko, that you felt you had to make for this book to come alive? Uh, well, actually, the biggest challenge was a technical one, you know, not so much the writing uh, or the content, mm-hmm. but the technical in the sense of whether we do it as a picture-heavy or a text-heavy book. Right. Uh, because, you know, as you know, for photos to look good, the, the book has to be in a large format. But if it's too heavy and big and wide, like a coffee table book, it won't be easy to read. So, I mean, this was discussed by the core book team at length, you know. Mm. We took out our rulers, we did mock-ups uh, to test the weight of different types of paper. And I remember towards the end of the project, when we got the printer's proof, I suddenly felt like um, the column gutter was too close and it affected the readability of the book. And then we decided to widen the gutter by, I think, 0.4 cm or something. And we had to change all 350 pages, you know, um, to to do that. But, you know, to their credit, the designers were really cool about it and they just did it. Yeah, Getting very technical, Sumiko, but I can see the attention to detail for sure. I want to know what was key to humanizing a crisis that is so big and so abstract. I mean, one thing that I liked about this book was it is not a pastiche of articles written during the COVID period. It really has a consistent tone and voice throughout. So for you, what was key to humanizing this crisis? Um, We had to tell the story both um, in terms of what the officials did as well as the human drama of the pandemic. So we tried to intersperse the sort of more uh, official accounts with uh, stories of people. So we had a section on the survivors. Then uh, later in the book, when we felt that, you know, the the pace was getting a bit slow, we had the frontliners, which was another um, 
package of human interest stories. Which stories yeah. stand out for you when we talk about the stories of real people that this book is filled with? Uh, for me, the story of the Chinese foreign worker who died uh, during the early part of the pandemic, that was the saddest for me because uh, this was a guy who had been discharged and he was placed on one of those converted cruise ships to recover. And, you know, he had taken selfies of himself uh, on the deck of the ship, uh, sending it to his family in China. Then he suddenly died because of a blood clot in the lung. And he actually hadn't told his family that he had COVID, only that he was being quarantined on a cruise ship. And the family was, of course, very devastated. And when the reporter spoke to them, there was a quote that was very touching for me. The son said something like how the father was just a foreign worker to all of you. But to us, you know, he was a father, a son, a husband, uh, and a pillar of the family. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that story really uh, stuck out for me. Yeah, it really brings to home the, the sense of sadness and the solitude that really expanded to the whole world, COVID. Now, where does this book leave off, Sumiko? Uh, okay, we had to revise the book several times, about mm. three times, because the situation kept changing. But we had to cut off somewhere. You know, we had to go back to our lives. <laughs> uh, so in the, in the end, we found a window to print it in December, just before Christmas. And uh, the book leaves off just as Omicron came into the picture. Okay, so Omicron is left out of this book. Um, uh, no, it is, uh, it, sorry, is? it is included, but we kept it kind of open as to whether it's a serious variant or a not-so-serious one. All right, got it. So I know that, I mean, for a large book, it's actually affordable. Is it $28, I think? Yes, at major bookstores, retailing yeah. at $28. Um, incredible photos. Why should a reader pick this book up? I like to think the book is an objective account of how COVID has been fought so far in Singapore. I think it does give some fresh insights on why the government did the things it did. Uh, and also, I think the book is a, a whole of newsroom effort. You know, it showcases what the Straits Times newsroom can do as a team. We had like over 70 people involved writing, doing the photos, graphics, uh, copy editing, subbing and book design. Is, is that and, how large the ST COVID-19 team is? 70 people? Well, I think the COVID is covered by the whole newsroom, mm. right? Because, yeah, uh, it's much wider than 70 people. Mm. And I, I just feel the book isn't just for today because, like you said, people are pretty tired of the pandemic, right? We, we're living through it. But if you get this book and if your grandchild would pick it up and read it 20 years down the road, I think he would have a better understanding of what the first few years were like, you know, and how Singaporeans felt and what we went through together. It's unforgettable. Well, thank you for your time and we'll let you get back to life, Sumiko. Right. Thanks very much. Thank <laughs> Sumiko Tan, executive editor of The Straits Times, and she edited In This Together, Singapore's COVID-19 story, written by the ST COVID-19 team. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.